What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte, one of your hosts. And I am Giandra LaBeouf, your other host. And it's still my birthday. It is The whole month. (laughs) We're celebrating a whole month. So no matter when you see this episode, it's still my birthday. It's still her birthday. Anything in May is still her birthday. Period. Send her her cash apps, her Amazon gift wish list. (laughs) We got it all. Yeah. Put all your stuff there. Right there. But, um... Well, today we we had such a really good interview. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. recap one of the interviews that we had with Nico Ali Walsh, Muhammad Ali's grandson, who is also a professional boxer under Top Rank Banner. And what a little treat he was! He Wholesome was. boy. Is he Muhammad Ali's grandson? He is. He is. He is. We have confirmed that, that he is, in fact, his grandson. But he was a lot of fun, super intelligent, very intuitive, creative, and quirky. I love it. I like the fact that when, I mean, he also just graduated uh, at UNLV in business and entrepreneurship. But the fact that he's always wanted, he always and will still be, after once boxing is done, is become a film director. And the fact that you two have the love of, like, certain films, minus the the scary ones mm-hmm. but um it was it was interesting that he's just i saw the light in his eyes when he talks about it that's when you know someone's very very passionate about something that they do super and passionate. um but yeah we're gonna have him on and with his godfather flavor 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 i'm putting that on the boxing gods right now <laughs> yeah i want to do that too no he was really fun he was really cool really cute down to earth and you know interesting i still feel like it's like the beginnings of like a, a villain origin story yeah because he's a boxer and he's got this degree in business and yeah. maybe he wants to right the wrongs because you know his grandpa had to sue don king behind some money we had that was a great act. question you asked about don king and he even complimented you saying that's Thank a you. really good question because i don't think anybody i was just curious nobody really asked him about that i'm like don king at least so much of his lineage is attached to muhammad ali he had to have at least, you know, jumped in the DMs and was like, hey, <laughs> want to make some more new, some yeah, more history or something? Right? So. It's like, I wonder, honestly, you never know. He'd be like, you don't, you could, you don't have to sign with Bob Arum. Like, why don't you come over to me? Only in some, America. Only in America. Waving the flags. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? Okay, first of all, why are you drinking Coca-Cola? I mean, it's a chaser. <laughs> it's her birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I should have brought. I should have brought lighters. I should have been like your bottle girl. Oh, Travis would have been the bottle boy. Actually, I would have done it. I would have absolutely done it. Woo! You know, in Europe, that's all guys. That oh, there's no bottle girls. It's all bottle boys. Oh my! Oh, that's kind of cute. I like that. I'm into that. Since we are next week, Travis, get ready. Get Buff and Bob. We're gonna start dancing. Woo! That's amazing. (laughs) I'm with it. Okay. Uh, You know, the one person I'm dying to get on this show, and I'm reading her book right now, is Rama Ali, and I know. You met her and her her coach, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Richard, mm-hmm. and how were they? Lovely. She was just so sweet. She was. So, I was expecting a really more reserved type of. Uh, I was expecting that maybe like very queenly. Like yes, nice to meet you. But she was really cute and really quirky and funny and lots of energy and sweet and interesting. And her coach was super cool and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having them on sometime. I know. I mean, I'm in the middle of her book. It is ugh, an incredible oh, book. Oh, they were hype about that. Oh, really? I told her, I'm like, oh, Cynthia's halfway through your book. And she was crying. She was like, really? 
I know she it's was super so high. so good her story is incredible I'm telling you the first chapter I think maybe just even the very very beginning is, the, the, is it called the epilogue or mm-hmm. prologue or something I was like wow <laughs> wow and she's so young to even go through all of the things that she's gone through I'm only seriously halfway through the book and and it's weird because it like every chapter is like 10 steps to becoming a champion of your life. And it was just kind of like everything's boxing related and then everything goes into the real story of her life. You're like, oh shit, I didn't realize she went through this and now to see where she's at right now. So I'm really excited to see where, like to get to the end of the book, to see how this all really, really happened. But amazing, amazing. Uh, it's a brave, brave, uh, courageous story for her to even tell for people to read. But um, I can't wait. And so so now, We got someone in the studio that's just sitting there smiling. I've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Michelle Corrales from Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Why are you so shy over there? You look cute. Oh, I'm not shy at all. I love the <laughs> outfit. Can we get this? Is this, is this made or for you or can is this merch? It's not merch yet, yet, but we can make it merch. <gasps> no, every, anything's possible. Any, right? Anything and everything is possible. We're going right. to put it out in the energy. We want some company to sponsor the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame and not only sponsor the event, sponsor the creation of this merch so that mm-hmm. the wives of fighters can get their cute shirt, too. And <laughs> Absolutely. Show support to the Hall of Fame. It is great. It is I mean, I'm not biased. Maybe I am because I've worked in Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. I was a host two years ago before pandemic with Al Bernstein. Mm -hmm. And I really got to see firsthand what goes into it, how you guys go through all of the inductees, the work that you put go through every day. It is it's stressful. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. It's just not like it's like when you watch the Oscars or Emmys. Okay, yeah, they parade in these beautiful gowns, but you all don't know what goes on behind (laughs) the scenes. Everyone's having a mental breakdown. Absolutely. (laughs) Sleepless nights. Sleepless nights. Sleepless nights. It's, It's one of those weekends that come together and when it's all done, you just exhale. But you don't even take a moment to breathe when it's going because it means so much not to miss a beat or to make everything perfect for each and every inductee mm-hmm. that because you just don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. So you just sit there and you just work countless hours behind the scenes and you try to think of every detail to make it that much more epic and memorable for each and every inductee or their family. Well, who's the last fighter that told you thankful? Thank you. Because this is such a uh, intense ceremony to coordinate the people, all just all the logistical things. Do how, how often do people even call you just to say thank you for carrying the mantle for them? Well, that's very rare. Um, I will say that there's a lot of thank yous when they're there because mm-hmm. being the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame and being you know in here in Las Vegas, everyone knows Canastota and International, but yeah. you know we are now. You know, making our we've we've made our mark. You know, we have our brand. So I think that some of the legends don't exactly know what to expect. And then when they're here, it's the tears flowing like Marvin Hagler. It's mm. the oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like the Lennox Lewis, um, Sugar Ray Leonard to stand on our stage and say that there's two places he enjoy and look forward to every summer, and that's going to Hawaii with his lovely wife and coming to the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. So those little, those are my thank yous, you know, so they're inadvertently and they're not, they don't happen after the fact, but because they happened there, I know it meant something and it was genuine because it was in the moment. 
This is the tenth year, the tenth anniversary. It's the tenth anniversary. Is this tenth anniversary excluding pandemic? I'm not it's sure. Including, including, pand- correct, okay. correct. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. Can you? I mean, it's. I know that. Um, just, I mean, everything shut down, and just uh, I, I saw what you guys were doing. Did you guys? Were you guys going to put it on? Um, it was obviously. I think last year you guys possibly were going to put it on, but it was just too dangerous because of COVID. What was it like? But telling all of them, sorry, it's canceled. How was that? I mean putting something this big on to just say, I'm sorry, we can't do it. It was painful. Literally everything shut down right after the announcement. The same week we announced is literally Mm -hmm. when everything was shut down in March. And it was deflating because we was kind of like, are we going to go? Is it everything unclear? Because at first in March, you kind of thought, well, by August, we should be okay, right? It should be back. No one knew the magnitude of the pandemic when it all happened, you know, so at that point and then of course every everything else started canceling and everything it just kept getting longer and longer and it was just inevitable that we had to wait because there was no lead there was no marketing there was nothing we could do and the event's just so huge and it's so important to do it right that you don't want to throw it together you want to give the proper the event the proper respect and time that it takes to really put on an epic event because we didn't want to throw anything rushed I had offers of just go virtual and do it. It's not the same. No, you know, it's the not. energy, the fans come out, you know, we put on the four events mm-hmm. in those two days. I mean, think about, you know, you have your fan experience in your expo. We do the amateur show, high end cocktail party, and then the gala. You know, how can you do that and deliver that type of energy? virtually especially like when if it's a fan friendly like those are the when the fighters come out and the fans come out that's you it takes away from the fan experience because that's like the one time that i can meet so and so and just like be hand in hand just ask them a question and like shake their hand and get their autograph yeah so that's um what are amateurs when we get the amateurs amateurs are great yeah and then imagine this here you're 9, 10, 11 years yeah. old, and then you have a Bernard Hopkins coming in the ring to announce or hold your hand up that you're the winner. I mean, yeah. you're fighting in front of these legends that you idolize mm-hmm. when you got into the sport. So that's something we deliver that it's, it's actually, a, um, I would just say it's a priceless experience. Can you walk us through what that time would be like? Because everyone just assumes the Hall of Fame is always there. And during these times of COVID, keeping it from folding and there's expenses, real expenses that go (laughs) into keeping an organization alive. So what were those two years like for all of you as you waited to see, you know, what's what's going to happen? (laughs) Let's just say we're, we're resurrecting ourselves like this, but it's it's personal. It's personal investment. It's um. Because, there, again, there's no one just rolling out to make sure you stay around. There's no one saying, hey, you know, what do you need? Because they look at you as you're the gala. They mm-hmm. don't look at the fact that we're out here on boots on the ground trying to do uh, events in the community that we still would offer, you know, or having epic just knockout um, diabetes, you know, anything we can do to support cure for the kids cancer or being a part of races or, you know, we were still we would normally do a lot and we were just totally non-existent. And then up until our announcement, May 6th, it's kind of like you don't really realize, oh, they're back, you know, oh, they last, you know. But we had to just keep positive, keep the faith, claim claim our success before it ever even gets started because we won't, you know, accept failure as an option, you know, or defeat, so to speak. You know, it's kind of like a fighter. You keep getting knocked down, but you don't get knocked out, right? Yeah. You just keep getting back up and keep pushing along and doing it because you know what it means to you in your heart. What's the most difficult part of selecting who goes into a class? 
because there's some fighters where they're just like it's Floyd. I mean, you know, that's an easy one. But when you have to to round out the class, what is the process like of selecting a class? Because there's so many talented fighters and there's so always going to be hurt feelings like, why wasn't I in this class? And yeah. it's just so what is that process like for you? It's, it's very hard. I mean, there's an entire voting panel and um, our board this year we opened it up to past inductees because, you know, I think it's really nice to have your peers yeah. a part of who do they feel is worthy, you know. And so we try to look at things with a different approach. But every year there's always the phone calls I get. Why didn't I go in? Because everybody who got in that ring and who fought and champion, former champion, they're all worthy. They all came and put their heart into this sport and they deserve to be honored and recognized for that. And as long as we're around, we promise to get to them. <laughs> I mean, our ballot is very long, but when you talk about, um, let's go back to even 2021. 2021 being that it was a pandemic year, and you'll notice our, our two inductees, right? Floyd Mayweather and Roy. Both of those were actually chosen to be our 2020. But when I reached out to each of their camps and their management and their teams, they both were in negotiations to fight. Mm. So it was like, oh. well, if they're not retired and they're going to still fight. Wait, Roy Jones Jr. was in con the possibility of for fighting? Well, yeah, I was told. No. <laughs> again, this was back, again, pre-pandemic. So when they were going to be inducted for 2020, it was kind of like, no, they're, they're talking about fighting. And then, of course, with the pandemic and everything, then all of a sudden exhibitions came about. No yeah. one's gotten in the ring. So it was very easy for us as a panel to decide the two legends that were up for induction that had been retired their two years that were voted in for 2020. But basically, we were advised to wait. They're, they're the two. I mean, it's an iconic. It was a pandemic year. They're both legendary fighters. They both would have been a part of 2020. So that's it. That's our entire 2021. So that was kind of a no-brainer. Um, 2022 is back to the ballot. It's like, let's go in here, guys. Let's look at the fights. How many fights did they have here? I mean, it's a process, you know, because how many fights did they perform in the state of Nevada, being mm -hmm. that we're in Nevada yeah. Boxing Hall of Fame? What did they do in Vegas? How did they contribute to the sport of boxing in Vegas if they're a non-fighter? And so we have to now sit here and analyze that. And there's so many worthy candidates. So many. Of course, the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Yeah. The, what is it, what they call it here? Not the Mecca, box. that's New York. What is Fight it? capital of the world. Fight capital of the world. Oh, yeah. Okay, before even all of this started, Rich Murata was the one that created this. How mm -hmm. did you get on board? I actually got started with uh, Rich when he, sorry, guys, was the founder. And then in 2013 was their uh, annual uh, inaugural induction. And he inducted Diego. Yeah. And so when he inducted Diego, I actually came. And it was one of the first events that I had gone to, you know, after you know, losing him and years later and, you know, remarrying and just kind of away from boxing because, you know, it still was very painful. But when I went, it was just so welcoming. It's a family. It's like all of these people that I were around and they had become like brothers to me and, and extensions of our family were just right there welcoming. And it made me feel like, wow, what can I contribute to this? I felt like what Rich was doing was wonderful. It was definitely needed because I feel like a lot of the champions, they're just not honored as much as they should be. You know, they're not recognized as much as I think they need to be. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I get involved? Sign me up. I'm here to help. And so immediately I was just there 
to help him by 2014 it was just it was on it was on and popping <laughs> so, wow yeah I, I love i love your commitment it's truly a passion project and you are remarried now i am is that ever an issue because i look at like say like jada pinkett smith how people give her grief for talking about tupac all the time right and that was part of her past so please tell me we're gonna put your camera on tell me about your wonderful husband who gets to bear witness to you investing so heavily in this time to something connected to a previous relationship he's wonderful he's one of the most supportive husbands that you can ever imagine because he's not in competition with the past he's not here to discredit or to unvalidate how important Diego was and the fact of what Diego did for boxing. He's a warrior. He sits with our son, Diego Jr., and he shows him his dad's fights, you know. And, of course, my husband is a big boxing fan, too, so it helps that he now, he recognized that, that what we're doing is needed. It's necessary. It's a lot of time from the family, and, you know, I think that there's sometimes when it gets a little challenging when he sees me stressing, you know, uh, on a love, uh, on a business of passion and, and dedication. Um, but of course, anything that's worth doing is worth doing, right? So it's hard work and dedication. And, and really, I just thank him. I thank him for his support. Um, he knows what it takes to, to make this a success, and he's there, and he's, he's actually my backbone. That's beautiful. Yeah. I like. I just like that you're talking about that because we can all commiserate. We were talking about pre-show like this weekend. Cynthia and I did some stuff together, but you know, you have your family. You mm -hmm. know, your baby, and you know, what's about what's the the journey like for you? Even now, the baby's getting a little older, but it's even more difficult almost now. Yeah, time 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 management is hard. <laughs> it's because. For all of us, m being a mother is our very first job, first and foremost. Absolutely. And so I, I, I feel guilty sometimes because I'm like, okay, I still have to work because I'm building, I'm building a brand, I'm building a business. Mm -hmm. But um, I, but then I always think, I go, my son will understand what I'm doing, and I know everyone goes through every every kind of mother goes through the same emotion I'm going through when you go back to work uh, after maternity leave. So and it's just um, it's really difficult and uh, but. I think at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing is the right thing. And for him, he'll understand when he gets older, it's like, oh, mommy wasn't around. I mean, I'm around, but I have to really like juggle. I have yeah. to, I, you become a master of all trades. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how, but women are, I always say this, women are superheroes. We are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the cog, the, 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 the cogs that make the machine go. Yeah. And people don't think about that. You are, and, and Rich are over there, but you're doing so much of this work. And this is work that you are not being compensated for. Yeah. It's yeah. work you're not being compensated. You still go to work. <laughs> I do. I do. I actually work for a local builder. I'm a licensed real estate agent and have been for over 20 years. So. Buy a house. <laughs> well, yeah. unless no. you're selling a house, it's the time to sell. <laughs> yeah, it's a seller's market. <laughs> it's but a yeah, seller's, no. yeah. yeah. But, um, and, and it's weird that a lot of people don't realize this, that they think all of the Hall of Fames are, it's, there's a lot of money. Like People think that because it's boxing, people make a lot of money in their purses. But no, there isn't. People put in their time. Time is money. Your your time is what's paying the bills here. Mm -hmm. And um, and people, there's a, a there's a Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame museum that used to be. It was off the strip, and now it's no longer there. It's now virtual, and it's so sad because that museum is so cool. <laughs> it really, really is a yeah. cool place, and I really hope that you find a, a home for it soon. So do I. I yeah. hope so. We're working on it. You know, every day we you know we we're open. We definitely um, 
we're entertaining it. We'd love to have another presence. I get phone calls still to this day. Hey, I'm coming to Vegas. Where are you located? I want to come in. Because, you know, it was an experience. So we had the boxing ring in there, heavy bags, you know, speed bags, and plus the memorabilia. Yeah. And then the, the events that we were able to do, you know, come out and meet, you know, when we ha- when sit there and have Barrera, Eric Morales mm-hmm. or, you know, Mikey or so any of those guys sitting there with their fans on mm-hmm. any given Sunday. And you're like, wow, I came to Las Vegas. I came to this Hall of Fame. I was able to put on a robe and some and some gloves and I had a ball. You know, it's again, we were making memories and I look forward to that. During the soon. gala, during the gala, are you going to be able to pres- or put some of the museum stuff out in, in like a museum style form in the room? We're t- we did that once before at Caesars Palace and we're entertaining that again just to have a pop-up museum so that we should, can learn the history. Since, yeah, it's since it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, because you think, okay, oh, you get to see a bunch of stuff, but no, it really is. Because when you know, go to, you go to a museum, you get really uh, fascinated by things. You're like, oh my god, so and so wore those gloves, or like something, or you remember that particular fight, and you see all the blood on it still, or just it's 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 fascinating. And then the ring, yeah. the heavy bags. I loved it. I had such a good time. <laughs> Thank at, you. Yeah, I'm it was glad. fun. Well, well you know, we're mani- we're manifestors here. Exactly. So, what does what is the ideal? If you could design the ideal space for the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, what would that look like to you? What do you think would be, would really best serve the hall, like in terms of space or what would your needs be? Ooh, I would say, because I've always been one to say I can make anything work. You know, we're women, right? And we're moms. So exactly. it's kind of like you give me a thousand square feet if you give me 10,000 square feet and I'm going to fill it. So yeah. that's just the <laughs> way it goes, right? So that's how I feel, really. But um, I would like a space to where we can truly entertain, to where we can maybe even have, you know, snack bar type is um, snacks for the kids, you know, some type of beverages, something that we can do. We can do amateur shows. So we would definitely need our ring. We want to make an experience. I love those boxing games when you see the hardest punch, you see Clarissa's shields up there and Mm -hmm. and she's hitting that. I think that it should be all about the experience. The memories are there. Like, I love the fact that we had Mills Lane belt, that he Mm -hmm. had sent someone away and this guy carved him this leather belt, and he they sent it to Mills, and we had that in our museum wow. that was donated by the, the by the family, the Mills family, and so I mean the Lane family, sorry. And those types of things, they're so cool. But then when you can take it a step beyond that, and then have that one-on-one experience, or you're sitting there with a Shane Mosley, or you know, or a Floyd Mayweather, and they're showing you how to hold your hands, or how to jab, or you know, how to faint, or the shoulder roll if you're Floyd. I mean. And who could not walk away from that with the memorable experience of Absolutely. visiting Las Vegas, the fight capital of the world, having a museum. It's kind of, I have a sizzle reel, and, and when um, Mike was on stage in 2013, he talks about the fact that we should have a Hall of Fame here. This is the fight capital of the world. The, the sidewalks don't roll up. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a party town. Um, all the iconic fights happen here. This is your legendary, you know, the backdrop. So we people want to see that and we should be able to deliver that. And we know that they're hungry for it. Look at all the fans that come in town mm-hmm. for our iconic fight. So now yeah. we just sit here and give them one more reason to take that flight from overseas to come here because now you're going to have an experience. You're going to get a boxing show. You're going to get the weigh-ins. You're going to have the grand arrivals. Like, I miss those. Oh, you ever miss those? those like, so I so fun. miss the grand arrivals. Like, we Caesar's Palace, and they would have the Caesar. showgirls, oh my everything. Goodness, I miss. So that's what our events have. That's why I'm so big 
on making sure I have showgirls on our red carpet. All it's the like, there, I it's have so it's yeah. so iconic to see <laughs> that. I'm like I remember during the red carpet. I'm like. Oh my God! There's these girls. I mean, I love. It. I'm like, can I hold your feathers? <laughs> it was so cool. I'm like, when you see showgirls, you know it's Vegas, right? Viva Las Vegas. There's nothing like you don't see that at the International Boxing Hall of Fame. For Sorry, sure. you just don't. But yeah. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> How come? I've always wondered why aren't there fights anymore at Caesar's Palace? Well, I think because they got rid of their event center and they they just mm -hmm. went into a different direction with all the new the owners and the change of hands and that was a great great a great place yeah outdoor the outdoor yeah. arena mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then you know MGM came along and started knocking them out the box and now we have Resort World coming along and maybe you know who knows they'll be it's able to make nice their statement there. it's yeah. nice it's a beautiful venue beautiful. I'm so excited. Our amateur show this year is actually going to be right out in the middle of their district in their shopping area. Wow. Really? Everybody's going to be able to watch the kids. If you just happen to be there having lunch, guess what? You're going to get a is nice... Is it right by the big globe? It's right down the hall from the globe, right by outside of Red Tail. Right in front of the Mike Tyson oh, statue. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, That's where the yeah. event was the other night. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Right in front of Red Tail. We're going to have the boxing ring there, and we're just going to have the amateurs going at it. And we'll have the legends there. And... I'm looking forward to this year, actually, guys. It's actually been the hiatus, maybe a good thing, because now we're able oh, to just good. come back and just knock every, just blow everyone's mind and just knock their socks off. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was, it was good because it gives you time all two years to plan. <laughs> yeah, we work in this. We work okay. in this, girl. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, do you still get starstruck? I'm just listening. Just how ca you know casually, you like you know Mike Tyson, <laughs> Bernardo, okay. you know Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Like, is there anyone who can still get you starstruck at this point? Or is mm. there a fighter? Yeah, if because I'm freezing, I'm freezing fighter? on Mike. I'm telling you right now. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm telling. Can you? I, we asked. Um, we asked Nico Ali Walsh. Mike, can you put in a good word for us? So, Michelle, can you put in a good word for us for Mike to interview? We're trying to kick We're trying to interview with him. Well, to answer the first question, let's see. I, I mean, I'd love to put in a good word for you guys, but again, I've been off for two years. I've got to now say, hey, does this number still work for this person? <laughs> right. Is this email selective? You know, it's like I'm trying to get back in the groove as well. But um, no, I guess because being in that realm and being... Well, when I was married to Diego and being, it was like it was still a family. So I didn't really get starstruck when I see anyone because I guess I respect the journey and it's still it's their job, you know, and I'm around the music industry with my husband. So it's, it's like I really don't get starstruck. You know, um, the, the kids were just at the legend, um, the what do they call that concert that just left here? The really big one. Lovers oh, and Friends. Lovers yeah. and Friends. So my husband's artist performed at Lovers and Friends. And which so are, wait, what's my your, kids are? What which artist? He manages Lloyd. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Get it shot. Get, get it shot. I was just listening to that song. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So he manages Lloyd, but my kids are on there and they're taking pictures with Usher and Khalees and all my oh, husband's friends. But it's like I never really. I, I never it's get starstruck because it's yeah. So but I mean, is there a fighter that you would? go gaga for like oh my god there has to be some fighter out no, there no not a fighter that i no no not because again they're all human i That's love true. them all i'm so just non-biased and i know everyone has a, a story yeah and everyone has a life and there's a wife there and there's kids there and there's the promoter problems and the marketing problems and the network problems and i guess i just look at all of that and know that you know how can I be a part of helping anything better get better? You know, that's what I guess what I look at. And then the fighters that are, that are legends that are gone, like 
I thought it was incredible that we got Marvin Hagler to come over here. He yeah. had not been back in the States since that fight. Wow. And so for us to have wow. Marvin, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Richard Steele in the middle saying, this is how it should have been. Like if you ever see when they did the 30 year, that photo was taken at one of our events. So wow. those are the things a lot of people don't know the magic that's behind the, the scenes at the events that happen. But I guess when you look at those things, I'm, I guess I'm more amazed and awe over what we're able to accomplish than I am over the person, you know, because yeah. it was funny. He was probably one of our most difficult. I'll say that. May he rest in peace. We got a, a full contract on what we weren't allowed to do, what we weren't allowed to ask him oh, for. Oh, wow. The whole nine Sheesh. yards. And when he got here, he was it like, was whatever. so totally different. He brought uh -oh. his belt to put on display in the museum. Because, you know, a lot of times that's what we would do. Yeah. We would, And then we have to hire, of course, security to watch everything 24-7 because, you know, we would hate for anything to happen. But he was so into it. And then Aww. he had his mom, and he was so excited. And he was like, I hate that I haven't been back sooner. I mean, those are the things. Uh. But, I mean, there's a lot of fighters that I admire and that I really love and I really respect. I mean, even though Diego and Floyd fought many years ago, there's still never any love lost. There's so yeah. much respect. You know, I see him, and I appreciate I love what he's done with the sport. I look at Diego's team. You know, like I look at Shakira Stevenson. It's funny how, you know, I see all these little – milestones happen and I'm looking at the same team that was making those moves with Diego like when it's Jay Prince and Antonio Leonard and I'm looking at Jack and I'm looking and then I look at Ricky with 10 Goose and I'm like wow I remember when you know he was just working with Diego and Joe Goosen so it's like I guess I just I'm in more awe of everyone that is still here working in this sport and that have excelled in this sport and now I'm seeing so openly accepted I think that makes me feel really good and really humble you know like wow mm -hmm. there's and then and then it says there's hope maybe one day the hall of fame will get that support <laughs> you know i'm looking at all these success stories right and i'm like hmm there's still a chance there is <laughs> yeah so now that the, we have a a reboom of women in boxing what does that mean to the nevada boxing hall of fame i mean they're all young well there's some that are more on the the fall of their career than others but there's lots of women Fighting. So what does that look like for the, the future? Well, you know, we always induct a right, yeah, for women. sure. Yeah, like Mia's going in this year and right. and we honor them. But you gotta think we had Lucia Riker and Christy mm -hmm. Martin. I mean, we look forward to it because women boxing is definitely something that's making it's getting some support now that it should have gotten many, many years ago. And so we're happy to see it. But we're always here to honor our girls. I mean, our women in boxing are they pack a punch too, oh, you know, yeah. and, yes, and we work so hard in boxing and media and, and like yourselves and, you know, just the, the publicists and, you know, the Kelly Swansons of the world. I mean, there's been women in boxing grinding and grinding and grinding, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like it, it comes a time when we all have to have those sharing those flowers. And, mm -hmm. and if we don't take the time to honor what someone else is doing. Like, look at, you know, Raging Babe herself, you know, Michelle Rosado, and you have, like, you know, uh, Nicole, who's running Mayweather Promotions, you know. It's like, man, there's some women that making big power moves, or Brittany over at TGB. Yeah. I mean, there's some women out here that's really running things behind the scenes. For sure. That definitely deserve some recognition, and, and they potential uh, balladies, I think. I think so. <laughs> We're going to be your first induct podcast inductee. There you go. Right? I mean, the Ooh. world is changing. Yeah. It's changing. Putting it out so. in the universe. Yeah, That's right. Because we film here, so we're all <laughs> eligible. 
<laughs> exactly. I love it. She's I like, love it. We're eligible. Yeah, you're eligible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Michelle. This is, it's, you know, I'm just looking at the class that you have. Um, you know, it's um, just a couple people Roy Jones Jr. and Floyd Mayweather for 2021. Kennedy, Kennedy McKinney, Vince Phillips, Iran Barkley, Ray Mercer, Mia St. John, Israel Vasquez, Michael Nunn, um, Hector Camacho, Bob Foster, Gary Shaw, and Jerry Eisenberg. Uh, that's just, wow. You know, a lot of people don't know some of these people. Many do. But they've all done something so incredibly great in our sport. I, I want to know, like, I, I, you know, when you talked about how do you guys go in and talk about the inductees, do you guys like sit at a table and like fight it out and say, well, no, this is, this person has this and the accolades or this, like, oh, do you yeah. guys really fight? We have had some pretty heated debates. Really? Oh yeah. It, it's gotten, pre- we used to do, we would have a board meeting and we would have our ballots and we would do our voting and then it would turn into a three hour event, you know, of going back and forth. You would always cast your vote privately, you know, just out of respect for everyone, yeah. you know. And then there would always be the debate. And then if there's a tie, then there's the person speaking up on why they feel this one or the, you know, it, it, it was pretty, uh, it gets intense. So what we did this year is I decided to do all secret ballots. I didn't want to have that room full of arguing. I said, I just want everyone to give their opinions and see where it fair out. And let's do this, but because I'm always looking at ways to change it up, right? We have mm-hmm. to keep it innovative. Look at you know the podcast, the the way we do media now. It's all cell phones. We, you know, social media. Let's just do things a little different. So I thought the same way. I invited previous inductees to be a part of the voting. Our board, you know, different ones. Our key board members, of course, still had their vote. And then I was like, let's let's see what happens. And you know what? The class changed drastically. Really? There were people that may have missed a year or so ago that you thought would be a shoe-in and it just totally shift. It's like, whoa, sometimes the class you end up with is like, it's, it's what it is. I mean, they're all worthy. So again, I'm totally neutral and non-biased. So come on, let's, whatever the class is, the way the vote fair out, that's what we support. And don't, don't forget our 2020 class too, because it's epic. So they're all oh, going yeah. in April, August 27th at Resorts World. They're all going in. I'm talking that's the whole a, the whole shebang the whole let shebang andre let ward and andre kodo ward. yeah kodo oh yeah i was just looking at that yeah that's a uh, uh, uh mark two sharp yeah. yeah that's well that's gonna be a good night that's gonna be a really good night i get to bring castillo back oh yeah, yeah so Jose, for everyone it's um clarence bones adams Fernando El Ferroz, Bar- Vargas, <laughs> Jose Luis Castillo, Miguel Cotto, Julian the Hog Jackson, Mark Two Sharp Johnson, Danny Lopez, Azuma, the Professor Nelson, James Lights Out, Tony, Andre, Son of God Ward, and then the non boxing inductees for the people uh, Lorenzo Fertita, Samuel Macias, Carlos Padilla, and Jose Sulaiman. Mm-hmm. So, wait, so just everyone comes in with names? Is that how it works? You like say for the, this class, I mean the next twenty twenty three, yeah twenty twenty three. The names that didn't get inducted from the previous years, mm-hmm. do those all roll over? Mm-hmm. And then we just and then how many board we all get to add a name to it, and then you guys decipher from there. We get recommendations all the time. We get people that are so want, we could rec- to, recommend somebody. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. If it's someone, and then what we do is it's vetted by the board and if it's someone that that we said you know what they're right you know because not we of course no one's 
you know, has a magic eye, there could be someone that's definitely worthy out there that we're overlooking or, or appear to be overlooking. So for that, we allow even fans, or I allow other people in, oh. in the boxing sport to sit there and write. They can email us and say, hey, are you thinking about this person? Or, or have you guys forgotten about this person? Or, you know, and that means a lot to us too because we know that you're paying attention and we know that it may mean something to that inductee, you know? Yeah. You don't know how many phone calls I got about Kennedy McKinney. It was like, when is he getting inducted? <laughs> <laughs> like, and he, were, he would come so close every year, and it was just like, I don't know. You know, and the same thing for, like, Marvin Campbell. You know, there's yeah. some people we just haven't gotten to yet, but they're still just as worthy, and we'll get there, so their names will stay on the ballot, and then we'll continue the new names, of course, the guys that are retired, and they've been retired for two years. Of course, they become eligible. So... The new names kind of come in sometimes, and it appears to overshadow some of the other ones, but um, we try to keep it to where we always honor and, and support and, and induct legends because our goal is to give everyone their flowers while they're here. You know, we so, really want to get to them. So you're moving to secret ballot. So, you know, you don't have to mention any voters, but <laughs> which inductee caused the most drama? Yes. The sip, longest discussion. Sip that tea, girl. Mm -hmm. yeah, we want to know who had it turned up. In the, in, the, in the discussion group for induction. We won't tell anyone. We're not telling well, anyone. Let me just tell you this. I won't mention any names, uh -huh. but I have literally lost board members after induction votes to where I've had people so angry about this person getting in over this person to where they literally have just decided that I don't want to be a part. I don't want to. Wow. Be a part. You know, which is it's it's disheartening. It's hurtful because it's kind of like They're so you know, dramatic. My God, you're quitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't like quitters. Yeah, <laughs> it gets pretty intense. Or or you know they'll remove their support altogether because what? they don't like it. That's not cool. Yeah, that's whoever like y'all are. Come on. <laughs> it's like I don't like this person, so I just don't want to be involved. And it's like you know what? But if that person's still maneuvering and moving and boxing. How can that be a problem? I'm not here to say who's worthy over the yeah. next. If they were voted in, how? and if you support this organization, then how do you quit because you don't like an inductee or two? Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm sure there's times when you voted for someone and persuade everyone else to go vote with you that maybe there was two or three people in the room who didn't agree with that one, but that's the way it went. But, you know, it, it gets that you know um tedious at times god but i wish okay. i was a fly on that wall me <laughs> too because i am nosy uh -huh, with x-rated what we could see what see, uh, we could see through all the ballots <laughs> that'd be the making of the hall a whole different edition you know what we should do that and then we could like you know how they have those uh those co the commentators like and we're off and so <laughs> yeah and so. And we're going off, and they're fighting right now. And we have two votes for so We totally <laughs> should. That would be amazing. What sport does it? Not tennis, but like curling or one of those sports where you have to be quiet. And it's like, okay, we've got the vote onto the floor right now. We yeah. Two votes. <laughs> we are voting on today. And she threw Who's her shoe at her. It's like the <laughs> World Series of Poker, huh? It's, like, Series, yeah. it's like they had the voting exactly. of the hall. Everyone's yeah. holding their, their, their vote like at a little camera on the table. And they have so a little glasses on. <laughs> right? <laughs> You, you know, you really hear people honest opinion of different people too. It's oh, like, and I like yeah. that. I, and God, and this is just boxing. Imagine, and like it's the Oscars. What goes down in those kind of ballots? Oh, I can't imagine. This is just boxing. Theirs is like 
I know that's a mess. Past competitors. <laughs> Who's worthy this year? Who's, Who's worthy? not worthy? Who's worthy, but just not yet. This yeah. person should come before that person. It gets so intense. And then at the end of the day, they leave you in a class and then they all run. <laughs> and then has it's like there, my brother and I do it all. Has there ever been a time when someone's family or estate has ever donated a lot of money and say, if you... If we give you this, will you? Okay. I, I don't can, know. Before you finish that, no <laughs> one has ever donated a lot of money. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. No, they have not. The, the largest donation that was ever received by Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame um, was Freddie Roach. He did a documentary. Okay. And the benefactor was the hall. And it was in 2013 when Rich founded the hall when okay. it was the very first year the inaugural year he actually used part of those funds to jumpstart the hall of fame Amazing. and that was the largest donation and now i will tell you i have fighters that that support all the time by tables and that's floyd and of course the wbc you know those you know even sean porter would buy a table Aww. every year um i get that but there hasn't been another just flat you here's know, a here's a big, big check, check, you know, here, go, go run the Hall of Fame. Now, I'm still waiting on that. I'm still kicking indoors and swinging and punching and Let fighting me pull up that. box rec right now. See who we could call <laughs> out who's in the autumn of their career. They could start cutting down <laughs> the check. You know who you are, who is uh, close to retirement. Oh, Send the Nevada box. If you fought here at any point in your career, male or female, cut the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame a check. Run yeah. them a check. It's the least, and if you if you sat in the interviews and said, "Oh, I always used to watch Sugar Ray Leonard or somebody," well, Sugar Ray Leonard fought in Nevada. He's been going into the hall. He's already in. He's in. He's already He's in. in. Cut the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame a check, <laughs> so that when you retire, there's an organization that wants to recognize you. And we all know who fights in Vegas with regularity. Uh huh. In the last ten years, so run him a check. How much does a table <laughs> cost? I see your gold tickets. Are five hundred. It's not bad. The stuff that you, it's it's and, not it's overpriced, and it's, it's a glamorous really event. Yeah. 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 How much does a table cost? It's a table of ten, so it's five thousand oh, okay. for a table of ten. Man, they didn't spend that on drinks for their homeboys. <laughs> yeah, run the, and, the hall of check. And then there's a thirty-five hundred dollar table of ten, which is the silver table, yeah. and everyone in there get a commemorable program. You know, they get to attend the amateur show. You know, the the gold ticket gets to attend the the experience, the fan experience. So. We're always looking for add-ons and things that we can do. So we, you know. Run them the five. Y'all got it. Run them the five. <laughs> oh, wow. Or the is... big brands that just want to sponsor a champion table. You have to think all of the inductees are guests. So, you know, we cover their costs. You know, we fly them in. We put them in suites. We, yeah. You know, oh, I still have wow. to pay for the trophy, their induction rings. It, it's a the huge food, event. The food, the drinks, the, the, the venue. Yeah. 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 Oh, the rings are so cool. I remember Vinny Paz gave his ring to someone in this in the audience so he can wear his induction ring when D dana I white know. that yeah. was cool that was cool like uh vinnie had no idea dana white was inducting him Aww. he was hidden and then dana white <laughs> came and sat next to me i was like oh okay and like vinnie was so oblivious and when he gets on stage vinnie looked like he was about to like poop in his pants he was like he was so excited and just like he was speechless and just and we all know Vinny's story. I mean, the mm. <laughs> from him coming man, back man. and um, but it was cool. He had this. He had another ring on. I can't remember. And he's like, whoever wants it. And then there was uh, two ladies, and I think she was a fighter. I can't remember who she was, but she gave it. And I remember they gave it after, and she was just like, oh my god! Like <laughs> the thing was massive. I took a picture of it. It's big. It's cool. 
but it's um there's so many great moments that happen during the Hall of Fame, the touching the touching moments, the touching speeches, yeah. the speeches that the inductees give. I, I it's it's incredible just how mm. thankful and how grateful they are to just even be recognized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for they people are. to say, I can't believe people watched my fights. Like I just did what I loved. And for me to even be in my career this long or for to have lasted this long or to have lived and be all right, you know, health health wise. Yeah. So it's um it's a really beautiful it's a beautiful moment with everyone and just to see everyone's personalities and how they all get along. <laughs> it's fun. Actually it's one big party. It's funny. It's like it's a it's a whole homeboy club of champions yeah. and they all fought each other at some point because we love to do rivals. You know, when Mike Tyson and Ducky Vander and Sugar Ray with Roberto Duran. So it's really fun when you start to see them talk about when they fought each other Uh or you know like you hear Roy you know he's going into the hall this year and he's like yeah I fought James Tony and I fought you know it's like you hear this and it's like Mm -hmm. you think like wow it's just cool that you know they're able to just come together and have a good meal and have a good time and talk about the past you Uh know I remember that Floyd Mayweather before then I don't know if you saw it he was dancing he was groovy (laughs) girl oh my god it was like he was on Soul Train. <laughs> it was so cool. He was having him a good time. He was just getting down. And the, the gala hasn't even started. It's like you go into this room, all the inductees, after the red carpet, and they all kind of settle in, have a cocktail. But they were playing some good old funk, and he's just booging on down. I was like, break it on down, boy. It was cool. He, he probably was felt so in his element. Yeah. You know, because, you know, there's the persona of Floyd Mayweather that we all see, but these people know for real what it is what it was how he got there better than anyone will ever know in his life so he, he said he is kicking it yeah <laughs> he was it's cool kind of party yeah. it's really cool and yeah and, and you're there with your family so you're yeah, enjoying it with your loved ones you know like again what's what's better than bringing your mom i remember when oh. when tommy hearns was inducted and his oh, most yeah. of the family were there i call them now my extended cousins and aunties you know <laughs> it's like that's that's epic. I mean, they're just sitting there enjoying this moment and they're all watching their loved one be honored and recognized for something that they knew that they gave themselves to countless hours, yeah. countless days, weeks, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's your children. How many birthdays did you miss or how yes. many school events did you not attend because you were in training camp or something mm-hmm. like that? And now they're able to enjoy like Pernell Whitaker's son. He still keeps in touch with the hall to this day you know so it's just things like that that we were we were able to make those memories and and recognize their loved one you know and they appreciate it that's really sweet oh michelle i can't wait we can't wait because we're gonna be working it (laughs) we're putting it out there (laughs) yes yes i hear you august 26th 27th i should know because that's right before my birthday so we can do a pre-birthday celebration everybody everybody oh shoot okay well we're all gonna buy seats or tables to celebrate these beautiful women birthday so that's how you can honor them this year yeah and to honor the three classes three classes going in uh you guys can go to nvbhof.com the bad boxing hall of fame you'll find the tickets uh how you can even sponsor the event uh you can look at the class the inductees and if you don't even know anything about it go there and look at the past future galleries and the gala it's it's an incredible event um, and, uh, you know, if you're a boxing fan if, or if you know anyone that's a boxing fan and you just want to give them a gift of something, yeah. this would be the best gift. They would 
you would be forever their favorite person in the world. <laughs> and, 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 and for if for no other reason, run them a check because it's the end of the year. Yeah. You can write it off your taxes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> run them a check. I just love how she thinks. Hey, I know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Last words for people to come out and um, to come out and attend. Yeah, that's that's all I want to say. It's it's. Please come out, support the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, support the efforts that we do. Anthony and I, Anthony is the vice president of our, and my baby brother. It's like we work countless hours yeah, and my niece too. Asia. It's like we, it's a family affair and we work our tails off to deliver an epic outcome. And literally the people that have flown from the UK or the people that come over from countless other countries, they want to come every single year. It's just one of those things that you have to come because you're sitting in a restaurant with the legend right by yeah. you because we're, it's a whole, it's a boxing takeover. Yeah. I mean, we're there. We move into that venue that week of the gala and we're there. We start flying in the, the legends in the champs in on Thursday night and they're all around the hotel. Yep. They're there for every event. They're mixing and mingling. It's like one of those things to where even at Caesars Palace, I have so many guests like, wow, I didn't know. Where's Sugar Ray Leonard going? Yeah. Where's Lennox Lewis going? Where are they? I want to be where they are. Well, this is where they are. They're here attending a Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame event, and we want everyone to attend, all the fans. That's what we're here to do. Let's make it an epic year. It's our comeback year. It's our 10th anniversary, and we just want to make it a knockout. And it's, a, it's for a great cause, so we can put the museum back, the yes. exhibition, and make it just an experience for everyone to enjoy absolutely right. well you. michelle we're gonna put um all the information where they can come get it any last thoughts for you this is exciting it's a terrific class of talented people if you're a real boxing fan come if you are if it's too expensive to fly here stay here and go run them a check yeah run them a check or hopefully we'll get a great streaming partner any streamers out there that would like to lend their services yeah <laughs> pro bono Do pro bono you know what this is for the love of boxing i know you boxing fans know somebody out there I could think of a couple who should uh, step it up and help out. Absolutely. I think I do, too. You, you, yeah. You know. We know. We you know, know some, some people. people. <laughs> step it up. They got million subscribers, at least. Lots. <laughs> lots. Oh, yeah. Michelle Corrales-Lewis, thank you for taking the time out to join us on the Brown Table here at the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. It was an honor. To oh, it was an honor for us. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, for you guys, make sure tune in. Um, go to her. Go to the website, NBBA. H-O-F dot com to find out all the information and for us uh, let me read my Twitter stuff you know what I should know this by now Twitter Best Women's BSP Instagram Best Women's Boxing Show TikTok Best Women's Boxing Show and our Instagram Best Women's Boxing Show and of course we are on actual podcasts so if you can't physically watch us on our YouTube we are on Google Spotify Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Oh, yeah, did I say the Apple? There we go. Yeah, mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. And follow us individually. That oh, is, yeah. I am Giandra LaBeouf. Giandra underscore LaBeouf. And is that my stuff? Is that your stuff? Is yes. it not? It is. No, it's that on Instagram. Okay, well, whatever. Follow me somewhere. <laughs> Sub, yeah. And, and I'm, uh, I'm follow Cynthia, Cynthia Conte at The Real Fight Girl. That's my Instagram because I have more followers on there. <laughs> but I'm pretty active on Twitter. <laughs> Sure. All right. Well, this is another one in the can for us, Giandra. Yes, it is. Till next time. Till. 
in a couple hours. <laughs> okay, till the <laughs> next one. Till the next one. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. Bye.